0: Hello, and welcome back to the Live Cyber Safely podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about something I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me about when I was initially working on this podcast, and that is how to keep your children safe online. Obviously, there is a lot of different things that we've gone over already in the first few episodes about how to keep yourself safe and your loved ones, but specifically children, there needs to be a lot more attention paid with what is going on online now. So we're gonna go through seven different steps to follow to help your kids be safe online. And so the first one is be involved, like all other aspects of their life. Be involved in what they're doing online. They're gonna learn safe habits from you. And there's different ways you could go about doing that. You can work on activities together. With COVID, obviously most, if not all schools are online, uh, at least for some parts of it, if not all of the daily activities. So work on that with your children, be online, do some research. Even when you're watching a movie or a show and they ask a question, Even if you have the answer, use it as an opportunity to do some research with them. Go online, show them how to search for different things, how to be safe, what tools to use, what programs to use. The next one is teaching them good habits. So while you're doing the activities with them or just in conversation with them, uh, I like to talk to my kids in the car sometimes about that as things come up in school. Uh, teach them good habits about what to do with their data, not to put their data online anywhere, and, and things of that nature of what to look out for, where to go, um, and so that they know and they are practicing good habits as well. The second part is about keeping the computer or laptop in an open area and avoid them using headphones, That way, you can easily monitor activity. Uh, They can't really hide what they're doing because you can hear the sound. You can see it easily from an open area. If there's a lot of traffic there, you can see what they're doing. And by doing that, not only do you hear and see what's going on, it's going to deter them from doing something they're not supposed to. It's kind of like with everything else with kids, right? It's under supervision, they're apt to not do something that they're not supposed to. And it's the same thing with a computer. They can easily kind of venture off the path with YouTube or something like that, with watching different videos and going to different sites. So by having the computer or laptop in an open area, you can see it, you can hear it, uh, things like that, it's it's really going to deter them from possibly going down the wrong road. The third one is just setting expectations with them, setting rules, and warning them about the dangers. It goes back to having the conversation and and teaching them good habits. You want to make sure that your child knows what they can and can't do when they're online. And that's as simple as writing down a list. Here's the applications you can go into. If you want to search, use Google, go to different sites, education sites, if they're, it's their online classroom, you could even do YouTube if you if that's your choice, but set that expectation with them of where they can go what they can do if you don't want them listening to videos or if they can, they want to download things or enter information. That's the kind of stuff that you want to go ahead and restrict and and set those rules and expectations for them. And again, it goes to when you set rules and expectations for other aspects of life, if they don't follow it, there's discipline and it should be the same thing with the online as well. If they're not following the rules that you set for their online usage, there definitely should be discipline for that. And that should be part of those rules and expectations. And the important part, the second part, is explaining to them the dangers of online. And, and this obviously with younger kids, they could be really generic just there's dangerous people on there and there's things that you don't understand and there's adult material if they're younger but as they get older you really want to explain the dangers of online world it goes into data what can why you shouldn't put your personal information in there your phone number if you're going away on vacation anything along those lines that could be used against them a lot of the information, what's really scary with children's information is social security numbers and things like that. It's not something that gets used. So somebody that has access to that and does steal social security numbers, they may not find out for years afterwards. So that's why it's really important to explain to them the dangers of their data, the dangers of what kind of criminal criminals are lurking online and why they shouldn't communicate with people that they don't know. All those dangers should be explained. Obviously, you want to you don't want to give too much information if they're too young, but start ramping up as they get older into the preteen and teen years to really have them understand why you have to be safe online. The next one kind of ties into The first few, and that's the fourth one, is keep the lines of communications open with your children. You want them to be able to come to you with questions or concerns or problems or if they stumbled onto something. You want them to be able to approach you and let them know that they could approach you when there's issues that they have. And this goes, for me, this is life in general, My wife and I have a rule in our house that if our kids take us into one of our offices, um, it's a yell and trouble-free zone. And so there will be no yelling and no getting in trouble if they wanna talk to us about something in our office. And that goes along with this number four is you wanna be able to know that your kids could come to you with something without them getting in trouble. And obviously, with the online world and things that they see, um, there's a lot of that out there. Uh, We've all probably heard of the YouTube videos that halfway through there's messages to kill yourself and things like that. And so, you want to be able to have that comfort level with your children that they could come to you when they see stuff like that, or if there's issues, or if they even made a mistake. So, definitely keep those lines of communication open. And it's a two way street as you're learning new things about security for online, you can communicate that with them. So definitely keep those lines of communications open. The fifth step is we're going to start. The last three really are all about securing the physical part of your computer and and browsing and things like that. So the first four were more along the lines of talking to your children, setting expectations, um, setting guidelines. The fifth one is about using separate accounts on your computer or laptop. If it's a shared computer, have a different account for each one of your children. It should be a user account, not an admin account. So it really limits what could happen if for some reason they go to a website and download malware. If they're just a user without access to anything, there's not much that could be done. The other piece of that is if they do get some kind of malware that it doesn't infect your profile. Obviously, there's some malware that could break the entire OS. And so uh, in that case, in those rare cases, it wouldn't really matter. But in most cases, it's really profile specific. And so if your child does find malware, uh, it would only affect their account. And not yours and that way it would be a better way to protect your data that you have as well as potentially being able to just delete the profile for your child and recreate once you do a full scan so definitely separate that out for your children and that makes the sixth and seventh part easier by having the separate accounts because the sixth part is about monitoring the computer activity You can go through all the steps that we went through and set all the different rules and boundaries and expectations, but you still don't know what they're doing. So what I recommend is a computer monitoring capability, and there's different applications out there that do that and different services There are a couple free ones, but I really wouldn't recommend those. They don't give you a lot of information. It almost gives you a false sense of security with the freeware because you're not really getting much valuable data out of that. So you wanna get something that you're gonna be aware of your child's activity, know where they're going, who they're corresponding with, what applications are they using? Are they using email? Who are they emailing? You wanna see all that activity. And there's a lot of different applications that are out there. We'll go over some at the end as I review this, but there's different ones that that are out there that you can use based on budget and different things like that. So we'll we'll touch on that towards the end on on some recommendations of of certain software. And that also ties into the last part. Those same services and applications will help you implement parental controls. It, it that's the really the nice way to put a fence around everything, and that is being able to limit what they can and cannot access. So you could set a lot of different things. You could limit what applications they could use, what sites they can visit, the type of sites they could visit, the type of content they could open. Even to the point of times, you can schedule not only times and days that they can go on. So if you only want them going on from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. after dinner, you could set that as well as the, what they call geo fencing. And what that means is. It uses your location and so it won't allow you access. For instance, if they have an iPad and they take it out of the house, it won't work. The internet won't work. So there's a lot of those options out there that you can use. And so these seven things that we just went over are really the best ways to keep your child safe online. And just to review those, it's be involved work on activities together, teach them good habits that they're going to learn from you and and carry on with. Second, keep the computer in an open area and avoid using headphones for obvious reasons. You want to be able to see what they're doing. You want to be able to hear what they're listening to. And again, if they're out in a high traffic area where the rest of the family is, it, it really deters them from doing something they're not supposed to. Third is setting rules and Warn about dangers. Make sure your child knows exactly what they cannot, can and cannot do when they're online and and setting those rules and explaining the dangers, why these rules are there, what could happen, why it's important to follow these rules. So that, that's really critical. Fourth is keep the lines of communications open. Let your child know that they can ask or tell you anything. Refrain from yelling or getting them in trouble. Um... Be Have a safe zone for them to be able to communicate and for you to be able to communicate with them as well as you're learning new things about online and new tactics and new security that you can follow. Fifth is use separate accounts. Set up different accounts for each of your children that are more restrictive in their account settings and that way it protects your account and your data and It's easier if there's information contamination and or malware that they might get on. Six was monitor computer activity, be aware of the activity, know where your child's going, what they're using, who they're corresponding with, what apps they use, who they're emailing. Seven is implement parental controls. It goes along lines with the activity. You could limit what apps they can use, what sites they can visit, what content they can see, times that they could be online, locations they could be online. That really sets the boundaries that they can't go past. And so there's different ones out there for both the computer monitor activity and the parental controls. Custodio is a good one. Net Nanny. Norton Family is out there. There's Capersi, Safe Kids, Bark, and Terramine. Those are just six of the ones that I know of and I've tested and used in the past. And so in no particular order, those are just some that you can look at and do, do your research. See what options they have. Some work on Mac. some don't. Some work on mobile phones, some don't. There's different pricing models, depending on how many devices you need. So definitely do your research on that. And that really by following these seven steps is gonna be a great way for you to keep your child or children safe online. Thank you for listening and look forward to the next episode.